Welcome to Montucky Skies. Stardate 425017. I'm Brandon. And I'm Biggs. So for those of you joining us on Facebook Live, you can see we're on the Starship Enterprise. And those of you listening to the podcast, I guess go on Facebook Live <laughs> if you want to see it. I have like a weird spinny cube and I'm on a view screen. And Brandon, where are you at? I am on the bridge. Fuck yeah. Dude, I got a green screen. I'm so excited. <laughs> this shit's getting professional, man. I'm finally out in space. <laughs> this is my dream. I always wanted to be on the Enterprise. Well, I didn't quite make it onto the Enterprise, but uh, I'm apparently being held by an alien cube. I know I saw that in an episode. I don't fucking remember anything <laughs> about it, but... At least it isn't the Phantom Zone. <laughs> yeah. What happened to your crew there, dude? Uh lunch break <laughs> i know it's late night but it's lunch break time we're in space damn it <laughs> yeah that's true that's true it's fair enough there's you know union regulations even are <laughs> applicable in the 24th century like on the enterprise so even though we've come together as mankind like you know we have to worry because sometimes you get a romulan boss that isn't being fair hey we're from montucky we just work in space that's right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so should we should we hit some news here? I suppose it's now as good time as any before the crew gets back. Okay. So Adam Warlock uh, was supposed to be in Guardians of the Galaxy two. We were talking about it. We were sort of wondering what was going on. Like, you know, is he actually going to be in this movie or not? I was starting to think that he wouldn't be in the movie because I've really heard nothing about it. Well, James Gunn finally said straight up that uh, Adam Warlock is not going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy. He was in the original draft, and uh, it just, it you know, it didn't, it didn't work out. Like, he had too many characters, and he had to cut either Mantis or Adam Warlock. And he said that basically um, that Adam Warlock didn't fit in organically he had to kind of shoehorn him in and mantis actually did work out organically so they decided you know it'd be smarter if they just went with what actually worked for the movie <laughs> probably a smart move so uh yeah so there you go so we are not going to get adam warlock this movie but i appreciate that he at least addressed it and let us nerds know like hey you know, I, I'm sorry, I'm mesmerized by this cube. I'm distracted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just distracted by the cube. It's hard to concentrate. But do you know anything about Adam Warlock? I'm curious because I know you zero nothing, nothing. Okay, so I don't know a whole lot, but I know he was integral to the Infinity War, and I don't think he's going to be in the Infinity War. I'm pretty sure that uh, Kevin Feige just said he's not going to be in that movie either. But Basically, Thanos, like, becomes a god and, like, kills half of the superheroes immediately in the Infinity War comic. And uh, Adam Warlock is the one who sort of beats him, but not really, because Thanos basically beats himself. And I don't think they're going to use the ending that was in the comic book, but it was it was, it was was a really interesting ending, because it basically got to, like, Thanos got what he desired, and it wasn't what he thought he desired, which was Lady Death. Oh, yeah, he's not only obsessed with death, like he is in love with Lady Death. 
<laughs> like the physical manifestation of death. But he comes out of like cocoon out of cocoons and he's like reborn. I said cocoon weird. I'm still saying it cocoon. weird. Cocoon. Cocoon. Is that how you say it? Cocoon. Cocoon. I want to say it like cocaine. Cocaine. <laughs> cocaine. You got that cocaine? Uh but yeah, so that's basically all I know about Adam Warlock, but um he's not one of my favorite characters, so whatever. I'm not too upset about it. No, no. <laughs> we'll survive. But uh so there's other there's a lot of Marvel news, so we'll just sort of plow through it. Um so Kevin Feige gave some interviews because Guardians of the Galaxy is coming out. And of course they were talking about Ant Man and Wasp. Um that's gonna start filming in June. Uh the news out of that was that Janet Pam won't be in Infinity War. There's a lot of like Infinity War news just sort of letting us know like who's gonna be in it, who's not gonna be in it. But if you're waiting for the Wasp, it's not happening until Ant Man and the Wasp, which will start filming immediately after it's done. Uh, after Infinity War is done, so they take a month break and then they start filming that. So, wow, they're just hitting it hard. Yeah, and also they were supposed to film those Infinity War movies back to back. Well, they said they won't say what the fourth Avengers one is, but they said it's gonna it's not gonna be Infinity War, so it's not a sequel anymore. And they decided that it was too hard to film them back to back, but they are taking a break like a short break and then they're going right back to filming again so it's not like they like totally break but i think they're breaking for a month or two and then going right back into it so i i find this stuff fascinating <laughs> like how how do you get all of those stars into one set for so long you know by basically offering car loads of money followed by truck loads of money <laughs> Well, I get that. <laughs> it's more like, that solves a lot of problems. <laughs> it's more oh, I can free up some schedule for millions of dollars. <laughs> I'm more fascinated with like how many like full size trailers do you need? Because I've heard that's like a big thing on a set. Like if you have a full size trailer, you're like a star, and then they'll go like half quarter like eighth inch 16th inch like if you're like a really small star you'll have like a 30 second of a trailer like just like i don't know the bathroom maybe (laughs) you get this corner (laughs) you're lucky you get a corner yeah and you think about what you've done (laughs) no really we need you to think about this scene (laughs) yeah and if you're not i mean extras just get like the tent not not the craft services tent the other tent yeah <laughs> you get and not only that you get the tent that like that has the the left like the the leftovers for craft service like the stuff that spoiled the day before that yeah and there's like a wasp nest in the corner <laughs> <laughs> they just put it in there to like put you in your place and let you know like <laughs> Let you know. You what, know what, what you did. It's right. <laughs> you signed this fucking contract. What were you thinking, man? <laughs> anyway, uh, there's some more more Marvel news. Captain Marvel. Um, they were just saying that uh, it's going to film in February. Um, Anna Bowden and Ryan Fleck are going to direct. So uh, I, I read like a snarky comment that was like Marvel can't even let like a female director do the movie by herself. <laughs> But uh, to be fair, they are a team. Like, they've done stuff together. So it's like, I think it was like, you get one, you get both. Uh, And uh, 
the concept art is apparently based off of this picture here. Uh, this is basically what the uniform is going to look like. Collider.com got to see the uniform. And so they couldn't like snap a picture because Marvel's not ready to show that yet, but they were able to report like that's ba- like essentially what the costume is going to look like. So we know what Captain Marvel is going to look like, but man, it's still a ways out, dude. Like February, I don't think we're going to get it until like somewhere around like November 2018 or something that's like that. That's just crazy. Yeah, it just seems like it's so far out, especially considering I think we're getting Wonder Woman this summer, aren't we? Yeah, we are. Um, it's weird looking at, I mean, I, I realize this is just concept art, but it's interesting looking how uniforms have changed over the years as far as comic book movies go, at least on the Marvel side. Yeah. Definitely not so much on the DC side, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, they still like to showcase boobs in both of them. So that'll always be. Oh, that, that'll always be there. I mean, Uh, you got to fill the seat somehow. Yeah, it's really interesting because when you look at it, it looks like it's total latex, and then all of a sudden, uh, you got like, some there's a collar. Gloves. Well, there's like a collar. Like, why? Why is there a collar on like a latex out? I don't know. It's weird. Why is it like an SS collar? I don't. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. <laughs> We're already. We're like, really picking this apart from a concept art cover we've finally become what i always hated which is like those <laughs> nerds that just like pick apart concept art like we're doing it right now that's not even a concept art that is literally a cover to a comic book so <laughs> whatever uh by the way i wanted to know that my nose itched uh i usually scratch it when it's off camera but i did this little move as if like i'm coked out so oh i got invisible beer oh yeah <laughs> hey dude so do I. <laughs> Kinda. Well, I, oh, now that is fucking. I'm sorry. You guys gotta like check this out. <laughs> you gotta get on page. Facebook Live. Yeah, it's space beer, is what it is. It's just space beer. That's all. <laughs> yeah, we didn't. I, I made sure to tell you not to wear any green, but I totally forgot not to get green bottles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least we're not gre- bleeding green blood. <laughs> it's true. We just. You would see Spock's entire skeletal system, and it would be kind of strange. That would be really unsettling. <laughs> yeah. Especially because I heard that they, like Vulcans have their testicles and their spinal cord. I'm just saying, dude. It's science. Oh, I just didn't need to picture that at all. Yeah, that's why McCoy always got so grouchy all the time. <laughs> was just like he would have to crack his back, and he was like, come on. <laughs> God damn it. You <laughs> just teabag me. <laughs> i'm a doctor not a prostitute okay so uh the one one more piece of news <laughs> yeah i'm trying to skirt over that <laughs> uh one more piece of news from marvel this is one i gotta read <laughs> kevin Feige was talking about whether there'll be a phase four and so he says so it really does right now all start with where we want to take the stories. Certainly as we get to Infinity War, there is a sense of climax, if not a conclusion. By the time we're at the untitled Avengers 4, the 22 movies will have encompassed the first three phases of the MCU. And what happens after that will be very different. I don't know if it's phase four. It might be a new thing. We have an idea. It's going to be very, very different. So... Here's reckless specul- speculation. What's your reckless speculation on this? That 
he doesn't really fucking know what's going to happen. Mm. <laughs> that, so you think this is like a free fall? They're well, just like spinning out of control. I, <laughs> I don't know if it's a, a Cuban space free fall, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> It just seems like uh, looking at it, that quote, because I'm reading it on the screen as we're talking here, and it just seems like uh, it says we have an idea, but I think it's like uh, not even really a concept at this point. Okay, so I think because they've had Wolverine and Deadpool like hit and there's more R-rated movies on the way, I'm sure, for superheroes. I think that what they're going to do is try and incorporate hardcore porn. And that's where, like, it's very different. Wow, we're getting some wild speculation here. (laughs) Dude, you don't want to see what happens between the Wasp and the Hulk. It's just unsettling, to say the least. Oh, that poor, poor lady. (laughs) No, just kidding. Uh, (laughs) More realistically, what I think is I was reading earlier, he was talking about how... um, the Avengers 4 is untitled because the title is a spoiler. They know the title. The Russo brothers have known the title for a couple of years now, but they're not willing to say it. So it probably tips a hand at what happens at the end of Infinity War. So I, I think that they're still connected, but as to what happens, I don't know. But it's going to be interesting either way. Yeah. I, I mean, I... Maybe the Russo brothers have an idea what's going on, and maybe Feige, and he just doesn't want to even start tipping his hand. Man, I hope they know what's going on. They're the <laughs> directors, for fuck's sake. <laughs> they better know what's going on. I, I mean, I know that. I mean, there's a lot of time between now and then. It's true. So, I mean, it could be a lot of things going on. So, I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. I just don't see hardcore porn really happening. Are you sure though? I mean, I, I mean that's. I mean, there there's going to be a crowd for it, but I don't want to be in that crowd. <laughs> what if it's the same actors doing their roles? I I don't know if I really want to see that. I mean, what if Stan Lee comes out in a gimp suit? Oh, good lord. <laughs> Actually, that that would be the best possible scenario out of that, because you don't want to see a square inch of skin. <laughs> no, not a square to spare. <laughs> We're so dumb. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Here's some Marvel news, but not actually like Marvel comics, but Fox, the X-Men. So they have announced what everybody knew, but like they're finally making it official that um, Dark Phoenix is going to be an upcoming movie. They even gave a date. It's going to be November 2nd, 2018 that it comes out. So um, apparently it's got a vibe with uh, Sophie Turner's schedule because she's still working on Game of Thrones. So... They're gonna have to make that work, but I didn't. We already see this story in a not so good movie. Yeah, we. Yeah, we've definitely seen that, and it was not not the greatest X Men movie. I don't know why people are obsessed with Dark Phoenix. Like honestly, 
I, and, and, and you know, it's, it's one of those things, because I've read, I mean, it's one of the few things I've actually read start to finish, but it's not, I mean, it, it's a good read, but I just don't see where it translates all that great on comics. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having fun. <laughs> Got the space beers. Yeah, space beer. Um, yeah. Oh, you know what's really cool about this, though? Like, even though it's space beer, you can still read the label. <laughs> <laughs> like, even in space, Stella Artois makes sure to label their stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, you got to get the brand brand name out there. Even though we've come together as humanity, I mean, we still got to sell beer. Oh, I know what this is. This is a space chalice. That's what that <laughs> is. Because they always, like, sell it in a chalice, right? So it's a space chalice. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that's what that is. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, moving on a little bit more news. Transitioning away from comic book movies because there's so much stuff to talk about. Uh. And I want to make sure to hit it all. And I'm gonna be honest, dude. We're gonna go a little freeform at the end if we have time because of the the speed that we're hitting stuff here. But yeah. uh, uh, Fargo season three premiered. Did you happen to see Fargo season three? Uh, I have not. I, uh, I actually bought season two of Fargo and I've seen two or three episodes mm. and I just literally can't walk into the kitchen, pick up the DVD and put it in my player. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it has nothing to do cause I, I'm in on the story. It yeah. is my physical laziness to go and pick up the. Does I'm it like, make I, it easier for you knowing that it's on like I think it's on Netflix. Maybe no. it's on Hulu. All right, it's on. Hulu, it's on Hulu, man. and I'm literally like, oh, I can pick up the remote and watch something else other than walking into the kitchen and buying or picking up the DVD that I shelled out for. <laughs> No, I kind of get that because I got that those community DVDs and like it's so hard to just walk over to the DVD player and do it. We're so fucking lazy, dude. Wow, I worked on this gut. Like <laughs> it took a lot of laziness to to fold this out. But um, yeah. So that here's the fun thing about Fargo season three. There's a lot of good in this, but um, the most fun thing is like Ewan McGregor is playing two characters in this. He's playing. The younger brother who's super fat and like balding that we see on the picture right here has that rusted out Corvette and like just down on his luck and nothing's really going very well. And then his older brother who has a full set of hair. And what I like is his older brother like has like a weird kind of treatment thing going in his hair. And like neither of them really look like Ewan McGregor totally, which I kind of dig. And their accents are both slightly different too like it it was actually like a good choice because it sort of takes it out of out of it for me like when you have an actor playing two roles and uh they're like one of them looks like the normal actor and the other one looks like somebody completely different you know but like a fake version of that guy yeah yeah like a (laughs) fake version of that guy But when you have two fake versions, it, it brings up the believability a little bit. But it was really fun, man. Like, I like that show. It's, it's, uh, I don't want to give too much away because I, I'm sure a lot of people are going to catch up on the premise here. But it's basically like you and McGregor 
the the younger brother kind of got screwed out of a stamp collection from his dad that was worth a bunch of money, which is where he got that rusted out Corvette that you see there. And his older brother like never fails at anything, does really well in business, is thin, and has a full <laughs> set of treated hair. And uh and he's really jealous of him. And so a murder happens. I won't give details on that, but it's Fargo, so you know that that's going to happen. There's a woman cop involved in the show, uh, and it's it's just good, dude. Like I like that they've managed to like come up with three stories that are similar but different, and they're all fun. Is it the most Fargo season yet? I, it's undetermined. I think you really <laughs> have to get to the end. I would say that season two was the most Fargo season ever because there's a fucking twist. Um there's fucking aliens in season two. I never talked about it, but there's aliens in season two and they do it in a way that was very not American horror story esque in that it totally worked and they didn't like shift their focus onto the aliens. It's just something that happens. But the real question is, is there tentacle porn? No, no, this isn't the Marvel Cinematic Universe, man. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> this isn't like Dr. Octopus in the MCU. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I was like, I, I'm really proud of myself for that because the whole time I was talking, I was like, think of a villain with tentacles. And I was like going through it. And I, I mean, Doc Ock's an obvious one, but I was very happy I came up with that. <laughs> I mean, technically he's not in the MCU, but. I mean, technically, kind of is right now. Like Homeland is is in the MCU in the next one. So Doctor Octopus, he's canon for the moment. All right. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> let's see what else. Uh, Silicon Valley premiered this week, dude. I fucking I I'm gonna go insane here because I know you haven't seen the show. Have you seen the show yet? No, dude. This show was made for you, like. <laughs> You're one of the few people I know who can probably understand half the shit that they say in this show. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things uh, I don't have access to legal HBO. Right. <laughs> I mean, not HBO at all, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't seen it just for that one reason. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's not like, Again, it's one of those things I would totally watch it, but I just don't have easy access to it. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, you should you know, maybe we should make some time at some point and you can come over and like watch some Silicon Valley with me. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. It's so funny. It's just like it's got the world's greatest dick joke in season one. And I think Zach shared some of it <laughs> with you. Cause that was how he like drew me into Silicon Valley too. But I mean, it's like, it's Mike judge. So it's just good. And, uh, the thing that really like pushes it over that I think you would love it for is like TJ Miller is such a big part of it from like Deadpool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, everything I've read, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is my show. Yeah. Yeah. It's very much. And now he's like the main nerdy character. See what I'll probably do is. Here towards uh, June, you know, a week or so before Game of Thrones starts, I'll uh, start my free trial of HBO now. (laughs) (laughs) I will say it's fifteen dollars a month. It's not. It's not too rough, especially considering like. But when I have Game of Thrones to add on to that, then I mean, that makes it a way easier pill to swallow. 
Yeah, and there's so many shows on there. I mean, that's the thing, too, is, like, they have so much content. It's just worth it for the content. Like, I'm going to be sometime. Dude, someday when I get time, I'm going to catch up on Veep. I've been swearing I was going to catch up on Veep because I saw some Rogue episodes from last season, and it was really, really funny. And Dave Mendel is show running the show now. And uh, and I liked it before, but it could be a little dry at times. Just, like, it was amazing swearing always on that yeah. show. But, like, uh, it got even funnier when, like, Dave Mendel was showrunning it from what I watched. And he was, like, on Seinfeld. He was one of the writers. And uh, he did a, he's done a bunch of stuff. He worked with Kevin Smith for a while on the uh, Clerks cartoon. But I think he's he was doing a really good job. So, man, I just want to catch up to that yeah. show. I'll tell you what I've been catching up on. What's that? I uh, finally dug into uh, Better Call Saul's season two. Oh, nice that's funny you say that because i'm three episodes into season three <laughs> and i wasn't i i forgot to bring it up on my show notes but um and god i i forget how much i fucking love that show it's so it, good you know it's it's really interesting because watching it i mean i i haven't stepped into it for a while because i watched the first season once it premiered on netflix so it's been yeah. been a year or so and I just forget how detailed Vince Gilligan's shows are. Yeah. I mean, everything, I mean, every shot has a purpose. Well, and there's, there's a thing in the, um, is it the premiere of season three? It's either the premiere of the second episode, but a guy's doing a crossword puzzle and they show like these four words that he circles. And I'm looking at the words and like, I'm just like, this means something like it's not even like a nerdy thing like like i'm gonna pull at straws and have it mean something you know vince gilligan it means something like he does this uh, all that the is time. crazy i mean it's just so much into that show and if you're just casually watching you don't quite observe it but when you like stare into it a little little deeper like it's it's a matter of how far down the rabbit hole you really want to go yeah uh if if you catch up on season two anytime soon let me know and if you want to start like coming a little bit early we can like catch up on season one or season three i mean because i got them all on the on demand here i don't know if you have access to that or not but no uh, i got it on my sling tv they they i think are compiling all of the third season um on the on demand so yeah come on over maybe i don't know amc can be a dick about it sometimes too and they'll only put up like two or three episodes they're so tight with their content man yeah you know at least they do drop them on netflix at, you know, when the new season starts yeah that, that's why I, why i'm getting caught up is because they just dropped season two on netflix well, I will say the way like season two is really good. It definitely pulls it closer to Breaking Bad. Like there's way more Mike in this. In fact, I think they do a thing in season two where they will literally have like an episode that's just Saul and then an episode that's just Mike and they alternate between for uh, a lot of the season. Yeah. The episodes I'm watching now, it's basically almost not quite 50 50. It's probably like 60 40, 60 percent Saul, 40 percent uh, Ermin Trout. Uh huh. But I mean, it's, I mean, it takes 
five, ten minutes on one storyline, then jumps into the other for another ten minutes. I mean, it it takes its time on both of them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good show. Hasn't lost any steam. And uh, can I give a little bit of a spoiler? I mean, it's not big because I think if you're a fan of the show, you know it's coming. But uh, can I give it a little bit of a spoiler? Shoot. Uh, so Gus is back on the show now. I've seen that because I've been following some, I mean, just the major plot points on Facebook, or not Facebook Live, but just Facebook, because I have uh, actually have following Better Call Saul on Facebook, and so they have been spoiling stuff so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, But enough. it's one of those things, like, they could tell me, I mean, you had to know that Gus is going to show up at some point. Yeah. Well, and apparently they, they talked to the actor before the season. They were like, look, um, would would you be okay with coming back for the show? And he's like, well, if it's a little cameo, I really have no interest in it. But if there's an actual arc, that's good. I would like to be in it. And apparently he said it was like a three-season arc. So I don't know if they're like planning on ending the show after three seasons. That makes sense. It's about the same run that Breaking Bad was. But um, that would make sense that you would have Gus for the remainder of the show, right? I would think so. Yeah. Like, as long as you're following Mark, Mike Ehrmantraut, which I don't know why you would stop. Like, he was a fan favorite. He does great on the show. Like, he's he's amazing. Like, him and Bob Odenkirk. Like, I know it's named after Bob Odenkirk. But, like, the stuff with Mike is, like, equally interesting. And if you're, like, more into it for Breaking Bad than you are, like, then, Soul Story, then you definitely want Mike on the show. And you want Gus on the show because they're the ones that tie it in to Walt the most, you know? Yeah, and it's it's really interesting because there is, I mean, even visually how things are shot because usually the scenes with Mike are pretty dark in tone, and yeah. the seasons with or the and very silent. Yeah, like I was noticing that there's not really a lot quiet, of sound. and the see the scenes with uh, Saul are a lot very brightly lit. A lot of bright colors. Um, a, I mean, a lot of dialogue. Lots of cucumber water. <laughs> <laughs> or him being denied cucumber water anyway. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, let's see. What else? Uh, some more, more resurrected dead shows coming <laughs> out. And the most dead of the dead shows. Deadwood. Uh, so Ian McShane, who's actually got an American God show coming up on stars, which we will probably talk about next week because I think it's premiering next week. Um, and I'm definitely going to watch it because I've heard weird things from a friend of mine about it. And it's like a Neil Gaiman thing. So I'm interested, but anyway, uh, Deadwood was like a really good Western that was on HBO. If people haven't seen it, where they call each other cocksucker all the time. And uh, Ian McShane from uh, Hot Dog. Or not Hot Dog. What was that? Hot Rod. Hot Rod. Thank you. Uh, Yeah, Hot Dog was a whole different movie. But not that much different, actually. (laughs) Just not as funny. But um, yeah, so so Ian McShane was saying that... uh, that the writer David Milch, like the creator of the show, actually like turned in a screenplay for the movie for Deadwood to HBO, and so it's sort of a question like, is HBO going to do anything about it? Because Ian McShane wanted it to be known like all the cast is in, 
and like David Milch wants to do it and they handed it to HBO because they never ended the show. It got canceled after the third season. Kind of. That's murky. I've been hearing speculation about how it got canceled, but then I was like, yeah, but I thought David Milch did John from Cincinnati. I thought like he just got distracted and, and somebody shook some money in front of his face to do John from Cincinnati and he did that for like one season and went away. But um I'm I'm interested. Have you ever seen Deadwood? You know, I've seen a couple of random episodes and that is it. Yeah. And it's it's real good. I'm gonna have to get that HBO now. <laughs> yeah. No, I that's what I was just gonna that's I, I mean there is say, so yeah. much like uh stuff that's like in my backlog for if I ever get access to HBO because I watched about the first half of uh, Generation Kill. Uh-huh. Um, was, I was I really interested. And it, it was, uh, it's basically about the first invasion, Gulf War invasion. Okay. Um, and it's kind of a war drama. And it was, it was really interesting because it's a war drama, but usually it's one that's actually happened in my lifetime. Okay. So it's it's somewhat actually it might have been the second invasion of Iraq. I can't I don't remember. Um So okay, do you remember was it George Bush? <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to have some fun with you there. Well, pretty soon we're going to have a a rehash of MASH cuz you know we're going into Korea again. <sighs> Yeah, what what I mean, I'm sorry to go on a little rant there, but now now let's go on that rant for a second. What the fuck what have you been hearing? What's going on? <sighs> I know you don't listen to fake news. Like what's going on? You know, it's 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 been so fucked up. Um what I've been reading is well, Trump originally said that they're going to take a hard stance on uh North Korea. And North Korea responded by saying that we're we will retaliate on any show of force, and so it sounded like the uh, originally that they were sending the USS Carl Vinson into the uh, the sea between Korea and Japan, and so and they had showed on all a bunch of different. Uh, a different news sites that we uh, were sending this uh, battle, not battleship, uh, aircraft carrier group into Korea. Well, a couple of days had passed, and they're like, "Oh, they didn't really send that. They actually shipped that into over to Indonesia, and it's playing war game, war games with Australia." And they're like, "Oh, you you were serious about this." So then, then they turn the ships northward, and supposedly it's supposed to be in the area within. By the time we ne- next record, I think the twenty eighth was the arrival date. That's going to be interesting. I wonder what's going to happen there. It's the end of the world as we know it. I don't feel fine. <laughs> I don't no, feel and fine it, even it's, a little. It's. Ah, it's so, it's so, it's frightening to me because, you know, it, 
it's one of those things that won't directly affect me. I mean, I live in the middle of nowhere in Montana. Oh, yeah. Why would anything happen to us? Like, we're not by missile silos or anything. Yeah. I mean, that's that's not, all right, not to too all probable. All our friends but, out of Montana, we live by missile silos. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, they're... I mean, I was reading an estimate today. If they started actual physical war within the first 24 hours of armed combat with Korea, with North Korea, over 60,000 people would be dead in Seoul, South Korea. Oh. And that's if they just used conventional weaponry. Yeah, it's uh, the the thing that upsets me, and I'm sorry we're like going on a political rant. We'll try and wrap this up for a second, but I look, I don't care. This is some serious shit, and it's like very worrying to me. But the thing of it is, is I'm old enough now to remember when Clinton got an office, when George W. Bush got an office, when Obama got an office, and now I'm witnessing when Trump went in office. When each one of those people got an office, North Korea would go and test out missiles. And then basically, and I heard a talking head talk about this one time, like this is back in the Clinton administration. When I watch it, it's held true every time they like test some missiles and then like the U S sort of saber rattles a little bit. And then North Korea saber rattles a lot. Well, that's like, I mean, that's how you keep, keep your populace under control. Right. And basically then we like ship them a shitload of food and then, like, North Korea shuts up for a while. And, like, that's how it goes over and over again. They're just constantly trying to make sure that this shipment of, like, humanitarian aid keeps coming because they're starving because they're spending their money on nuclear missiles and stuff. I'm not, st- set, like, standing up for North Korea in any way, shape, or form. No. Um, I feel like it's two very irresponsible, like, fucked up leaders uh, staring at each other right now. But this is what concerns me is, like, if they want food, just fucking ask for food. And by the way, Trump, have enough intelligence to know that this happens over and over again, and they just want food. Like, honestly, they just want food shipped to yeah. them. That's all that this is. And instead, we have a very real chance of nuclear war here. And that's frightening. Whether it hits us or not, it will affect us. I mean, like, think about that that uh, nuclear meltdown in Japan and, like, how much that's affected, like, the fish markets and stuff. You don't think that shit's going to affect us? Well, like, and that's the least that could happen to us. Well, I mean, the other thing that's, I mean, would affect us directly is I think it was 80% of microchips for phones, computers, anything comes out of Seoul, Korea, South Korea. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they started bombing South Korea, if North Korea started bombing South Korea, it would, I mean, they could shut down the Seoul airport and all production of everything electronic in the United States would stop. Ugh. I mean, that's, I mean, Samsung makes most of the chips that Dell, Intel, HP, uh, Apple, and I think there was one more use. I mean, that alone would cripple economies. Yeah. Yeah, it's some frightening shit. Um, 
I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to get the fuck away from here. So now I'm joining you on the <laughs> Starship Enterprise. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Well, actually, wow, it looks, actually, it looks well. Wow. I, I you got into, the retro version. Yeah, I cut into a time loop. So <laughs> you know how they always do time episodes? That's what just happened to me. Um, I'm actually back. We need, we need Barry Allen in on this to fix the timeline. <laughs> He could do it, but he'll probably die when he runs into space and doesn't have oxygen. (laughs) And then he'll just fuck it up worse. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of which, I did, I watched the entire second season of uh, DC's Legend of Tomorrow. What'd you think? It was pretty fun. (laughs) I've been like really making strides on Supergirl. I'm now 13 episodes in. (laughs) Wow. But I mean, I've watched like four episodes Sup- in four days. I'm trying. Supergirl is probably mm, it's 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 a close between that and Arrow. My least favorite of the Berlani shows right now. Okay. Um, and it, it, I don't know what it, and I haven't got into the second season. I don't know what's what's in store there. I just know that the first season it. It just starts dragging on, and then I, when I'm watching it, I, I tend to like wait a few weeks, and then I'm like, you know, I really need to get caught up on this, and so I watch an episode or two, and when I start watching it, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I, I forget where I'm at in the art, and because <laughs> everything like kind of builds off what's going on before, so it's, it's kind of tough. It's it's been a real slow drag for me. Um, it has been, uh, DC legend was really interesting. Like that's one of those shows that I can either really like or just fall out of it in a split second. Just something that'll just like distract me. And I, I don't know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why am I here? How did I get here? Yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I, I had fun the couple episodes I watched, but I'm trying. Like, I have an order. I'm like, I watched the first two seasons of Flash. Now I'm, like, trying to get through Supergirl, and then I'm going to watch the first season of Legends of Tomorrow, and then I'm going to try and, like, pick up the next seasons of both and, like, catch up to crossovers where they come. Like, I'm trying to do, see, like, I, do the complete. See, what I did and is. I'm just ignoring Arrow. <laughs> like, I'm, except for when there's a crossover, I'm just ignoring the shit out of it. I'm even thinking about ignoring it for crossovers because the last time I watched a crossover with, with Arrow, like, it really had nothing to do with the rest of the stuff. It was all the Arrow's, like, bullshit romantic stuff. And I'm like, you know... I don't think I need this. <laughs> like, I really don't think I need this. I think I can figure it out. See, I was originally like, because I, all right. So I was watching Flash and I got to the crossover episode, the musical crossover episodes between uh, Flash and Su- Supergirl, where they did like, it was basically like watching an episode of Glee. Oh, no. <laughs> it, oh, it was bad i mean it it literally i i flash was my favorite show then i watched that episode i'm like i haven't watched an episode since and that was four or five episodes ago (laughs) and so i'm like oh okay since i just kind of like 
don't want to deal with Flash right now. So I'm like, oh, I'll just, then they dropped uh, DC's Legend. I was like, well, I'll catch DC's Legends up to uh, the big crossover, the four-way crossover episodes and get that caught up to there. And I started watching, got to the crossover. Then I'm like, oh, shit, it's only 1030. Yeah. I'm just going to keep going on DC Legend and ended up watching the entire series. Nice. <laughs> I mean, over a couple of nights, I didn't like stay up till three in the morning watching DC's Legends. I miss those days when I used to just like binge watch shit and just watch it all in one big chunk. It was great, man. Like, dude, just like, I have to call off of work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like four or five days of like, I'm just watching DC's Legends. Yeah. No, fair enough. Um, so we got one more piece of news here, and we might keep this episode a little bit short unless you had anything you want to bring up. But um, So James Bond, uh, this is just one of those things like I'm always fascinated in the biz, if you will. And so James Bond is looking for a new distributor. And so basically Eon Studios and MGM makes a movie, but they don't distribute it. So... They're having a bidding war between Sony, who just had James Bond, Warner Brothers, Universal Pictures, 20th Century Fox, and Annapurna, which I've never heard of, but apparently they've done independent movies. And so the thing with this is like, this is what makes it fascinates me. Like, you would think that they would make a lot of money with this property, right? You'd think so. But you're just going to throw some knowledge on me, aren't you? Yeah. So. In studio terms, they don't make a ton of money. Like uh, so, Sony they wound up spending like it was um, their end. Like what they got off of their end was like two hundred fifty million, and I think that they dropped in like a hundred seventy five million. But the thing is, they're guaranteed to make a boatload of cash every time, and that's like the draw of James Bond is even the weakest movies make a shitload of money ever since the 60s like it's one of the like sure things and so that's what i find kind of fascinating about it is that it is like it's one of those things like it's it's low like 75 million for a studio is not a ton but like that for like if they're basically just like yeah you're gonna get 75 million no matter what that's like a big draw for studios okay yeah, I just find that fascinating. But it's basically they're they're looking to work out a one picture deal in case they fuck up or whatever, and then they can immediately like renegotiate the deal. And they're trying to get Daniel Craig involved again. So that was kind of the other news is like Daniel Craig is not out of the loop yet. What do you think? Do you think he's going to do another one? Yeah, I don't really know. Go with I, I, go with your gut, Brandon. It's hard to like walk away from truckloads of cash. It's really hard. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Like I can't even walk away from like. I mean, I have a hard time $7. walking away from a five dollar bill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just undercut me by two. And you know what? I don't think I could walk away from a five dollar bill either. Like, hey, if you eat that, I'll give you five bucks. I'm probably gonna eat it. <laughs> I, I don't know what it is, but I'll probably eat it. I might have to see what I'm eating first, but. Well, yeah, I'd have to see it. I mean, but but, but I mean, it. if the food is these, I mean, if it's, I mean, if it's literally a pile of shit, the, the 
five dollars isn't gonna cover it. Is there peanuts in it? In the shit? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's still not <laughs> not worth five bucks. No, I'm asking for me, like five <laughs> bucks. I'll think about it. It might be like eating a really nasty Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> We have gone off the rails tonight. <laughs> it's probably good that we're going to end early. Did you have anything else you had to talk about here that's not utterly disgusting? <laughs> um, One thing I had from a while back is, uh, and it's actually uh, going back to uh, Breaking Bad. Okay. Um, Vince Gilligan did a uh, Reddit AMA a while back. Um. And I just wanted to hit a couple of the uh, high points. Okay. Uh, one of the questions was, does Jesse end up happy? Okay. Now, what do you think he said? Um, I think that Vince Gilligan knows this character, and there's no way that Jesse's going to wind up happy. I just, no way. Too much bad shit. Like, he's haunted by stuff. Like, the whole stuff with that kid went on. Like, oh, no way. Nope. No way. He says, uh, I really do believe so in my mind. I mean, don't take that as gospel. Just take that as personally what I want to believe. It's really up to the viewer. Okay. Well, then I'm saying a hard no. <laughs> <laughs> was that all? Was that all that he said? Uh, about that. I'm like, I'm just kind of going through. Uh, okay. Let's see. Both Brian Cranston and Bob Odenkirk were primarily known for comedic careers prior to working on the Breaking Bad universe. So yeah. were there any improvised moments that were just so good you decided to leave them in the final cut? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? There is definitely improvised moments, right? I'm, I'm sure of it. Yeah. In fact, I know a story that happened. Like, remember the pizza that got thrown on the roof? Yeah. And then fell off at that opportune moment? Like, Brian Cranston went to throw the pizza on the roof, and it just flew out of the box and, like, landed on the thing. Like, that wasn't planned. It's just the way it happened. It was absolutely perfect. And then when it falls off, like, it wasn't planned. It just fucking fell off when they (laughs) wanted it, like, around the time that, it was just perfect. Like, they have so many happy accidents happen in that show. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely improvised. So, speaking of the pizza. Okay. Okay. Was Badger and Skinny Pete's conversation at Jesse's party about the pizzas not being sliced written in after the fact to explain how Walter's pizza landed on the roof intact? Oh, I don't I don't even remember that scene. <laughs> I don't. Do you remember it? I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> but I mean, do you think it was a retcon or? Uh, yeah, probably. It wasn't. Okay. They actually had a discussion before they shot the pizza on the roof scene, whether or not the pizza should be sliced what, because they you know, knew it would fall apart throwing right. it on the roof. Um. And so they actually like ended up like writing that storyline in. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That makes sense. Uh, Was there any other interesting nuggets in there? 
Let's see if there's anything else. What about any peanuts? Is there any peanuts in <laughs> No. This is like one of the stupidest ones that I saw on there. Is Walter White dead? Yeah. Yeah, he's dead. <laughs> Who, I, I hate his, his people li- try and do that. His like, literal words were, it sure looked that way to me. <laughs> so he left himself an out is what you're saying. No, of course he didn't leave himself an out. He's fucking dead. Of course he's dead. That was like everybody knew he was going to die at the end of that show. There, I mean, the way he died wasn't exactly like everybody thought it might go down. But, you know, obviously. You knew it was, he was, he was, days were numbered. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. If Walter White could have, would have been caught for all the crimes he committed, what would his last meal be? Hmm. I want to say pizza, but that's only because we had that whole pizza <laughs> conversation. I feel like maybe it's like the pizza not eaten, but uh, I don't know, man. I uh, Stevia. <laughs> stevia packets all right vince's response was breakfast cereal oh wait that's his son yeah <laughs> pancakes yeah if walt jr was this framed for like walt senior's crimes he'd be crushing pancakes for his final meal and every meal before that and like in heaven every meal dude he all he eats is pancakes yeah, I think <laughs> got some clear beer. <laughs> right now, think about tomorrow. <laughs> right now, it's everything. That's fucking refreshing. You can't tell, but that's fucking refreshing. How does a beer just disappear? Ah, oh, that's amazing. I do you think of? I want to pour this into something so that you can see beer just magically <laughs> appear, but I can't come up with a way of doing it without like melting all of my <laughs> my mixer and my fucking recorder and everything. Yeah, that's not a good idea. No. We should probably end this if I'm thinking about destroying shit just <laughs> for like space beer, <laughs> which isn't even a thing. It's not even a thing. No. All right, so I'm Biggs. And I'm Brandon. And hey, we just want to let you guys know that if you're out there and you're thinking about doing drugs, do them. Them shit's expensive. Yeah, I mean, if, if you got the money, if you got the money, wait, don't do that. I don't want to get in trouble. Definitely don't do that. Don't do drugs. Yeah, unless, you know, they're tasty. If they're tasty, you can probably do them, right? Is that a big deal? (laughs) Put them on your laptop. Put them on your phone. Put them in your ears. Not safe for network. With the not safe for network, the entertainment's ringing through your brain. Collect them all or trade them with your friends. Not safe for network. Real roulette. Maybe you're a film student. I'm picturing you with a beret. We had a good life. Well, Strop, it's a bit of the gift and the curse. That's debatable. It'd be nice if they showed a little accountability. The Alien Movie Project. It's just another clear-cut case of American exceptionalism. Montucky Skies. I'm spoiling the shit out of this in three, two, one. 
Bigs on Film. We're watching this on Netflix because I'm three beers in and lost the Blu-ray. Listen to all the archives in a row and they form a mega podcast so long that your significant other will be drawing up divorce papers. Not safe for network.